Well, good morning, everybody. This is Jake with Radio Underland coming at you live from somewhere. Ah, wow. You know, we talked about a story yesterday about Disney and about Disney and about them saying they're not going to use any uh, pronouns. They're not going to call little girls princess. They're not going to say welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Uh, Well, apparently there were some other things that went down in that same meeting that have been uh, hitting the news. It's funny that in America, you know, a place where Trump can't tweet, but the Kremlin can. Where the Babylon Bee can't tweet, but the Chinese Communist Party can. Where members of Congress can't tweet, but the Ayatollah and the Taliban can. It seems like conservatives are always under attack. That is true. Um, But let's talk about this for a second. Because Disney's been in the news. It started hitting the mainstream media today. We talked about it yesterday, but it started hitting the mainstream today about the whole thing about them using, uh, changing up their pronouns uh, when addressing crowd situations, etc. But there was this other interesting, in, in the same meeting that was going on, and it was the Walt Disney Company, and it was the Reimagine Tomorrow that was some type of a meeting with staff. Um, there was an interesting comment that came from this person and just check this out here real quick. Here we go. It's like, I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like informative part of my life. But at the same time, like I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers, like I, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. And, but then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA. Um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the, our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my, like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like, did you guys get that? Not at all secret gay agenda. I'm just saying it's intentional, very intentional. And this is one of the people behind it regarding, you know, uh, guys kissing in Disney cartoons, that kind of stuff. You know, this is this is one of the people that is massively behind that. Maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess like something must have happened in the last like like they are turning it around. They're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of I don't have to be afraid to like let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background. Like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But like, I I just was like, no one would stop me and no one was trying to stop me. Uh, Yeah, that's called an agenda, folks. An agenda, an agenda. It's not just Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Willie anymore. Uh, So that's interesting little uh, 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 tidbit from the Reimagined Tomorrow from Walt Disney, uh, one of their creatives saying that, um, you know, just trying to drop queerness in there everywhere that they can. And I'm not anti-queer. I'm not anti-queer. Like I've said it before, I just have a problem when it's in when it's being pushed on young people that don't even understand. And, um, you know, there's been rumors before, oh, is Disney's trying to do this? Well, there's, there's a representative of Disney right there uh, saying flat out that she's trying to inject queerness anywhere she can into the programming on Disney. So uh, it's just an interesting take. I mean, allegedly, let me put in allegedly on that because I'm a little, you know, whatever. Um, so that, that, that happened. And it's funny. Disney's also in the news because 
Well, Disney's been bashing Florida's parental rights bill, but you know, the whole don't say gay bill in Florida, you know, uh, Chapek got involved with that and uh, they, they started bashing it. But the funny thing is, is the Disney cruise lines, if they're really concerned about gay rights and all this other kind of stuff, right? Isn't it ironic that the Disney cruise line cruises to countries where homosexuality is flat out illegal? Yeah. Yeah. Because Disney cruise ships are, they're, they're sailing to Antigua, Dominica and St. Martin where gay, where gay marriage is banned. So if they really want to stand up and make a stand, how come they are still willing to take their cruise ships to these three ports, Antigua, Dominica, and St. Martin, where gay marriage is illegal? It's a little hypocritical. It's more than just a little hip, hypocritical. It's a lot hypocritical. Hip, hypocritical. Anyways, uh, on the view, back to the whole uh, situation with uh, Will Smith. I know it's been beat to death. Chris Rock's been slapped to death on this. Uh, but Whoopi made an interesting point, and uh, see if you agree. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying she made an interesting point. But uh, she thinks that the reason why Will Smith wasn't taken out of the Grammys. Now, a bunch of stuff has come out today, okay? And it's from the president of the Grammys. He claims that they asked Will Smith to leave. He wouldn't leave. Um, so I think the Grammys is kind of trying to cover their ass, right? Because they're saying, yeah, we did ask Will to leave, blah, 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 assault, yada, yada, yada. We asked him to leave and he wouldn't leave, which I think is horseshit. I mean, you have a security team there. Uh, if you're not able to get anybody out of the building that you want out of the building, uh, then you are doing a horrible job. Uh, but Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, who has been, uh, you know, she's touched on some iffy topics that have gotten her in some hot water, but this is what she had to say about the whole thing. Uh, take it away, Whoopi. There were people there for Chris. Yeah. Everybody is aware. The reason people got up and went over to him because is because I think a lot of people thought, oh, my God, is he having a break? Is it, Do we need to get him out? What do we need to yeah. do? You know, and the reason they didn't go and take him out is because that would have been another 15, 20 minute explanation of why we're taking the black man out uh, five seconds before they're about to decide whether he's won an Oscar or not. There were people. Well, what do you think? You think that they didn't take out Will because they didn't want to have the whole controversy of taking out a black man in the middle of the, I mean, I bet you that played into it a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I think they made a mistake by leaving him in there. I think if it was my event, I think it's if it's it, anybody that's running an event, you know, if you're a producer of an of a show and somebody comes up and assaults somebody, I think you have to do your best part to protect all the participants there, and you have to get them out. Period, um, and figure out the details of it, whether it was justified or not. Later, um, I think it was a failure on whoever the producer is of the Grammys, whoever security is of the Grammys, whoever you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was a mistake not to get Will out of that room. Whoopi says it might have to do something uh, with him being black. I could see that too. You know, I could see that the potential, you know, here he is. He's uh, nominated for the, it would have made it, it would have made for a very awkward show, right? If Will won, which he did uh, best actor, male actor, whatever category it was exactly that he won. If he would have won and he wasn't there because he slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. I think that would have been awesomely awkward and I think it should happen. So anyways, everybody's playing armchair quarterback on this. It's still in the news. It should be. You know, the the Oscars, they said that they are going to make some decisions, some disciplinary. Uh, they, they said possible sanctions. They're going to sanction Will, just like they did Putin. Um, 
So they they but I think they're waiting for it to die down in the news cycle before they actually announce what they're going to do. I think they just want to let it be and uh, you know let it go. Okay, so U.S. passports. Uh, now you can be gender X on your U.S. passport. Americans applying for a U.S. passport will be able to identify with the gender designation X beginning on April 11th. That's according to the State Department. They announced that on Thursday in recognition of Trans Visibility Day. The move intends to make federal documents more inclusive for transgender, intersex, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people. Okay, that's all. That's all. That's all fun and games, right? Okay, so you get a passport. You can put that my identify. I identify as X. Interesting. My question is: is when you go through TSA, and the drug dog starts sniffing at your penis vagina, and starts smelling all the drugs that you have stuffed in some crevice of your body, um, who? Which TSA agent is going to put on the rubber glove and go up and cavity search you? If you're ex, I, I guess that leaves it open to a man or a woman to search your cavity. I'm just waiting for the first lawsuit where some where some ex-identified passport holder is smuggling drugs out of Colombia in a in water balloons shoved up their twat, and then they get harassed and touched by the wrong gender TSA agent, and they uh, sue. I don't know. It seems like a legal loophole that could definitely happen. I don't know. Interesting. You can travel as an ex. Okay, so let's go on to some crazy teachers, right? So this is Sir Mix-a-Lot. And uh, she's explaining she's explaining how she uses her pronouns with her class. And as you can see here, this teacher, oh, it's easily identifiable by the nose ring and the... Uh, the, what was was Tim Toolman Taylor's son on uh, uh, a home improvement? The what was his name? Something Taylor, whatever. Uh, the haircut, the big oversized glasses, nose ring. Okay, let's see what she has to say because she's justifying how she uses pronouns it makes, it makes with her class. When people don't want to talk about gender and sexuality in classrooms, um, specifically for the reason that students won't understand. Um, because in my experience with teaching, that is never the case. Um, I'm a non-binary teacher and I use the title mix. Um, and today I had 12 new students and I just go, hi, my name is Mix Murphy Q. I use mix instead of miss. It's a little bit different, but I'm still a teacher just the same. And they got it right away. I got mixed instead of missed all day. Um, and it makes, it, it confuses me when people use that um, excuse that children won't understand because students are very intelligent and they're learning all day. It's not hard for them to learn a different type of title. Uh, I think when the teacher comes to the new students and says, yeah, my name is Mix and not Miss, Mix Murphy Q. It does sound like a really bad DJ, right? Like at a kid's quinceanera, uh, DJ Mix, Mix Murphy Q. Uh, Mix Murphy Q. Yeah, I think the kids just look and say, oh, fuck, we got another fucktard. Let's just leave it alone. Wait, call her whatever she wants to be called. Mix. That's a new one. I haven't heard Mix yet. Is that is she the only one using this? Is this something that's an original? Mix Murphy Q. I don't know. I'm still waiting for a single to drop. Uh, should be good. Uh, anyways, uh, then we got another teacher. And this teacher, it's I'm, I, I can't identify what's going on here because this teacher is not wearing a mask. And so I don't know. If she's a militant lesbian teacher uh, trying to indoctrinate kids, 
it's hard. It's so hard to tell. She's got the same haircut. Uh, well, let's just take a little listen. Let's see if uh, if if she has uh, what she has to say. Hmm. So there was an interesting comment uh, on my classroom decor video about how parents might complain, and there's actually a way to be really sneaky about supporting specifically queer students in your classroom, and I want to show you it. So historically, the pink triangle um, was actually used in concentration camps to identify um, gay women and also uh, people who were asexual. Um, and now it's been co-opted by by the queer community um, to be a symbol of a safe space. Dropping a pink triangle somewhere in your room makes a huge difference because kids look for that, um, especially in places especially in high school spaces, um, kids will look for that. And so that's kind of a sneaky way to show your support if you're in an area that might that you might get some pushback on, but still want to make sure that you have things up that make your space inclusive. Uh, good to know. Pink triangle. Pink triangle is the, uh, I, I don't, I doubt kids know this. I do think kids are really aware of like uh, secret coding and hieroglyphics that are painted on caves that represent transgender uh, friendly areas. I call bullshit, but whatever. Upside down pink triangle. Look for it. That means you're, you know, it just means it's a safe space for transgender. Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Some look, you know, I saw another thing like that the other day and they're talking about dogs, right? And it was this article that assumed that everybody should know this, that if you see a dog with a red collar or red bandana or something red around the neck, it means that the dog could be aggressive and has been aggressive to other dogs, could be snappy, et cetera, and to stay clear of that dog. I had no clue. I had no clue. I mean, I'm just now nailing down the fact that back in the 80s, if you wore an earring in the left ear, it meant you were straight. And if you wore one in the right ear, it meant you were gay. I'm just now coming to terms with that. Now, this whole thing, upside down pink triangle means it's a transgender friendly classroom. Whatever. I mean, I, I don't care if they're not talking about it. it I, I, I could give two shits. Uh, but, and then the red, uh, collars on dogs and animals means that it's, you need to steer clear. Interesting. Interesting. Well, a teacher got busted, uh, for the, uh, the defense on this is that he accidentally sent nudes to a, uh, a, a student. It was a middle school teacher at, uh, Salem Kaiser. Anyways, he reportedly sent nudes to a student. He was escorted out of school by police yesterday. And according to an email from the principal was placed on leave. How many times is this going to happen where you mistakenly send the nude to someone that's a student and you're not really aware of it? I mean, is, is that common practice that teachers have a bunch of students phone numbers in their phones anyways? I mean, do they, I mean, I can understand having parents phone numbers in your phone, but I, 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 I don't know. I'm too, I'm out of touch with what's going on. I mean, do teachers have students phone numbers in their phone? I don't know. But anyways, free organ, please read. The following message was sent out today by the Judson Middle School principal to the students' families. One of our staff was escorted out of the building by police. He's being accused of sending nude selfies to a high school student at South High. He's worked in pre-K programs in SKPS. Student taught at Sumter Elementary and chaperoned students on trips across the country while teaching the past five years at Judson. It is reported that he said he mistakenly sent the nude pictures to a student that were intended for another person. Uh, to that, I ask, what 
uh, what in what world is it okay to have nude selfies on your phone alongside student cell phone numbers? Oh, I don't know, but that's that's going a little too far. Is there any explanation that makes sense? Uh, I don't know. So that was a post by Free Oregon. There's a post by Dean Wright. This apparently is the teacher. He's uh, Dean Wright says here. I know I'm late to the party, but here we are. Starting five, uh, starting year five has been an adventure. Oh, so this is the guy's name. This is Dean Wright. This is the actual teacher. Starting year five has been an adventure so far. What can I say that I absolutely love the kiddos that I have this year? Let's get it for the 21-22 school year. Uh, so this is the guy that was sending nudes. It doesn't say whether it was his nudes, whether it was his dick pic or what it was. Uh, he's got the little trendy hair. I can't see a nose ring. I don't know if he's uh, what's going on. I do not see a pink triangle in his classroom photo. Uh, so I'm just checking for, you know, some hidden keys, some hieroglyphics to, uh, decrypt this story. Uh, so here's the letter from the principal. This is principal Kruska with an important message for our community. Today, I received a report of an inappropriate image believed to be Salem Kaiser to be a Salem Kaiser employee circulating on social media. Because of this concerning report, I want to make sure you had accurate information so you could address questions that your students may have. Uh, today I received a report of an inappropriate image believed to be a staff member being shared on social media. It is believed that this image has been viewed by some students. The staff member has been placed on administrative leave, a standard process for allegations involving employees. The district is cooperating with law enforcement who are whatever, and I don't have the rest of it. Uh, you know, it always seems interesting. Don't you, if you're sending a dick pic, if you're sending something else that out, that is like going to be extremely racially or not racially, but extremely racy. Do you double check the two line? Do you, I mean, has that ever happened? Has anybody ac accidentally sent a nude or selfie or dick pic or tip pic or whatever it is to the wrong person? Does that really happen in real life? Don't you kind of double check? I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's, it's definitely not impossible, but I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, this teacher's catching fire for it down there and wherever it was, Salem, wherever it was. Uh, Oklahoma is getting on the bandwagon. Uh, the Oklahoma governor is, uh, signing a transgender sports ban into law. So he's joining a bunch of other states that are doing the same thing. Uh, I believe we're up to like 22 or something like that. Uh, the legislation has been coined the save women's sports act. Oklahoma governor, Kevin Stitt signed a bill into law on Wednesday that prevents transgender girls and women from competing on female sports teams, joining a dozen other states with similar laws. Flaked by more than a dozen young female athletes, including his 14-year-old daughter, um, the measure is dubbed the Save Women's Sports Act. This bill, the Save Women's Sports Act, to us in Oklahoma, is just common sense. Yeah, he's got a point there. It is just common sense. It's, it's a shame that it needs to be regulated and actually put on the books. Uh, the bill, which easily passed the Republican-led House and Senate, mostly along party lines, took effect immediately with the governor's signature. It applies to female sports teams in both high school and college. The new law was quickly panned by civil rights groups as unnecessarily targeting a group of people who already are marginalized. Of course, they're going to fight it. Uh, I want to see how many people or how many states are along. Because I know Kentucky just did it the other day. It's been popping here and, you know, up and up and down. Uh, but Oklahoma putting some common sense on the books. I can't, I don't see the States. Uh, Ted Cruz was asked about, asked about the new budget and he's calling Biden's uh, budget, uh, a catastrophe, but of course he's going to say that no matter what. 
And I don't know. I mean, I don't think any of us have seen uh, Biden's proposed budget yet, but he swears, Ted Cruz swears that um, it's going to be uh, some of the biggest tax increase on energy. And we talked about that yesterday, how energy prices are going out and looked up, up electricity, et cetera. Uh, but when Ted was asked whether he would support President Joe Biden's budget proposal for 2023, Ted Cruz said, no, it's a wildly irresponsible budget. At the Capitol on Tuesday, CNS News asked uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Biden's budget proposal calls for running $1.15 trillion deficit in physical 2023. 2023. Will you support that? Uh, Senator, Senator Cruz said, no, it's a wildly irresponsible budget. It would take the national debt up to $45 trillion over a period of 10 years. It includes a massive tax increase. It would drive inflation even greater than the inflation that is racking the country right now. And it's based laughably unrealistic economic figures in particular. It's based on projections of inflation at 2%. And Ted Cruz pointed out that right now inflation is at 8%, the highest rate in four decades, said Cruz. It also massively raises taxes on American energy at the same time when gas prices are hurting consumers across the country. It's just irresponsible. Uh, so, you know, like I was saying yesterday about the uh, uh, poor people, this is going to impact poor people. Uh, because even if it's not a direct tax on you, on your income tax report form, if your energy, if your electric bill, if the taxes on that kind of stuff is skyrocketing through the roof, if it's raised up with this proposed budget, it's going to affect the poor people. And this is another reason why I can't understand how poor people, poor minorities, et cetera, are in love with a Democratic Party. Because they're just going to Ike Turner you every time. They're going to beat the shit out of you and tell you that they love you and that they're there for you. And they're the only one that's got your back as they are taking you, bending you over and consistently raping you with a baseball bat. Happens all the time. Anyways, on to something, uh, on to something different. Okay. This was a funny tweet that I ran across the other day. I thought it was pretty savage. It's from Austin Peterson. I don't even know who that is. But when I read this, I thought it was pretty funny. We men made a secret pact not long ago that I will reveal to the public for the first time ever. For every girl who joined the Boy Scouts, we have committed to taking one girl's spot on a sports team. Savage. Savage. Hilarious. Savage. Savage. Uh, Bruce Willis is in the news, and he has got a... Um, apparently this disease it's called uh well let me skip down here to what it is uh according to the mayo clinic what it is is aphasia and according to mayo clinic aphasia can affect the person's ability to speak write and understand language both verbal and written it typically occurs suddenly after a stroke or a head injury but can also come on gradually from a slow growing brain tumor or a disease that causes progressive permanent damage and it's degenerative uh that's according to the mayo clinic so uh, bruce willis he's basically dropped out of acting he's taken a break from acting as he battles a health diagnosis his family revealed wednesday he's 67 years old and, and i like bruce willis i really do the 67 year old actor has been diagnosed with aphasia a condition that affects the ability to communicate Bruce's amazing supporters as a family, we want to share that our beloved Bruce has been experiencing some health issues and has recently been diagnosed with aphasia, which is impacting his cognitive abilities. 
As a result of this, and with much consideration, Bruce is stepping away from the career that has meant so much to him. Uh, that was a family statement uh, made by Bruce Willis. So I, that's a shame. I, I I don't see anything about that being reversible or if it's treatable or what it is. But Bruce Willis, a guy, I, I you know, I don't know much about him. I just thought, you know, Die Hard was freaking cool, man. Bruce is super cool in Die Hard. He was super cool in a lot of movies. And it's it's it, I hate to see him have to take, a you know, an exit in this way. So big shout out to Bruce. Wish him the best. Uh, hopefully he can get his, uh, you know, his, 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 his life, his health in order at some aspect. It's really sad. Um, okay. So another thing that's going on is in Germany In Germany. So we know in the whole invasion of Ukraine, uh, Russia has painted on their tanks, the big Z. So Germany as being proactive and they're stepping up and they're saying that the use of that Z symbol, um, they're going to, they're going to make it, uh, prosecutable. Um, so this is a Germany, Germany is set. Hold on. I'm trying to pull up the article. It's coming up real slow. Uh, displaying of Z symbol. The Z symbol is associated with the Russian military, which sports the letter on its vehicles alongside a host of other symbols. Uh, Germany is set to prosecute the display of the Z symbol. And apparently, as you can see in this little picture, I didn't know that there's a cool gangster way to like display it with your well manicured nails and throw up the Z sign. Um, she doesn't have a nose ring. I don't think she's lesbian in this picture. I'm just looking uh, because apparently the nose ring is the new identifier of lesbian uh, indoctrinating teachers. But that's a side note. Uh, but anyways, Germany is set to prosecute the display of the Z symbol, which has risen in infamy and popularity with the conflict in Ukraine. The Z symbol is associated with the Russian military, which sports the letter on its vehicles alongside a host of other symbols. Okay, so they're being proactive on that uh, for Russia supporters in Germany. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, I, th I think we're just going to call it right there. I did see that the uh, Federal Reserve gas is releasing uh, uh, some of our gas supply. And so that should impact us as far as bringing the price down at the pump just a tad. Uh, no word on how they plan to refill uh, the emergency gas supply, but they, our federal government is going to release some gas. Uh, there was a story here of a New York uh, father and son that were stabbed while stopping a robbery. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, a father and son duo from Queens are being hailed as heroes after they put their bodies on the line to help an elderly woman who was being robbed outside their pizzeria on Saturday night. Louis Soljavik, the 38-year-old owner of Louis Pizza and Restaurant in Elmhurst, was in the pizzeria with his father on Saturday night when they saw two men push a woman from behind and take her bag. According to a criminal complaint filed by the Queen's District Attorney's Office, both the Soljoviks jumped into action to help the woman, but the two suspects pulled out knives and started swiping at them. The elder Soljovic was stabbed nine times and had a punctured lung, while Louis was stabbed once and had a fractured rib, as well as a punctured lung, the complaint said. Uh, trying to take a breath, but it's hard to take a real breath and you feel like a bubbling inside, Louis told WABC on Tuesday noting that they'll take a few weeks to recover. My dad's a bull, like an old schoolman. I don't know what old schoolman means, but they don't make them like they used to. So anyways, these two, the father and son, uh, it's good to see somebody not just standing by and letting a, an old woman be robbed and just not doing anything about it. We see a lot of that in society today where people do nothing about it. These two stepped up, but they get both got punctured lungs over it, but they're, uh, you know, I think that's a heroic act, right? I was watching... Uh, KTLA news this morning 
And they were talking about the rash of robberies and, and, and stuff just going on in LA, how it's just, uh, it's been a, they had a map. They showed a, a map of, of, of this certain area of LA by Wilshire Boulevard, et cetera. And there was like eight different robberies happened over the night. It's just getting really bad out there. People are desperate, desperate times, the great resignation, people not making money, deciding to stay home, deciding to steal your Rolex, break into your homes, lots of home invasions going on. Crazy times out there, man. You got to watch your back, watch your step. Because criminals are going to take advantage of the situation and take advantage of our restrictive gun laws and stuff like that. And take they know everybody's a sitting duck. Uh, I, down in L.A. right now, I'd hate to be walking down the road with a big flashy Rolex on my wrist because those we've seen multiple, multiple. One of the stories on KTLA was uh, that the guy was closing his garage door and the people ran up, stopped the garage door from closing, held him at gunpoint, zip tied him and uh, took 20 of his watches. So watch your back. Watch your surroundings, pay attention, because uh, under the current political regime that we have and the economic hole that we're in, uh, you can see these kind of crimes that are going to continue to grow in places where it's like California. Maybe it's time to get out of California. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland News coming at you. That's the top stories that I have right now. Uh, I will talk to you later. You can hit me up. You can email me at jake at radiounderland.com with any questions, comments, and I'll get back to you. As far as that, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one.